Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing trade candidates here in training camp. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. College football season is just around the corner, and to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code PFF to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, we love it. We love transactions. Team building never ends, and there are some potential trade candidates, including some pretty big names and some less than big names, but, you know, impact players here. Michael Thomas, Saints wide receiver, could be on the trading block. He's injured right now, and it uh, doesn't sound like he's all that happy with the Saints right now. Uh, 2020 first-round cornerback C.J. Henderson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, ninth overall pick in the draft on the trading block after just one season. And then Pittsburgh wide receiver James Washington, one of your favorites coming out a few years ago. He's the fourth wide receiver on the depth chart with, with the Steelers. More of a traditional, he might not fit in in Pittsburgh, but he could be a, a third option or maybe even a second option in other places around the league. Let's start with Michael Thomas. What's going to happen here? Yeah, it sounds like that's going south in quite a hurry. I mean, the injury, the surgery he got recently was an eye raiser to a lot of people, including the Saints, apparently, who didn't quite understand why it had taken so long for him to get that surgery, meaning he's going to miss the start of the season. They have reportedly not been able to get in touch with him for a big period of this offseason. I saw a tweet by somebody that was like, you know, the Saints really have Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill battling it out for quarterback and wonder why Michael Thomas isn't picking up the phone. Um, may or may not be related. Did he like, wait, did he like that tweet? I haven't checked. Because we've been, we've been analyzing which tweets Michael Thomas likes and then, you know, getting into his mind because of it. Yeah, I, I haven't checked whether he, uh, he actually liked that. But w- what's interesting about this whole thing is that the, the there's now like a match between potentially this, the New Orleans Saints being willing to trade Michael Thomas and the Jags allegedly looking to shop CJ Henderson. I mean, those are interesting trades independently, but they actually work together as a potential option as well. Suddenly that's a deal that kind of makes sense for everybody. Okay, the Saints have a desperate need at wide receiver, but that's actually true whether or not Michael Thomas is there or not. Um, they also now have a big hole at cornerback, even with some veterans they've signed. You know, Patrick Robinson announced his retirement, so he's out. Even with guys like Prince Mukamara coming in, they still need uh, a potential cornerback. And, you know, C.J. Henderson, okay, didn't play great as a rookie, but pretty much no rookie did. So I don't think you can look at that and write him off. He he got beaten for a passer rating of like 112 in his rookie season, uh, PFF coverage grade of 58. But that isn't out of whack compared with how all the rookie corners did. And it's so cheap for any team to bring him on now because of the way those rookie contracts work. All right, there's a lot to unpack here. Let's start with the Michael Thomas situation. And, and I kind of like that you uh, – has other, have other people connected the Saints and Jaguars? Yeah. I know that the Saints were interested in C.J. Henderson. Uh, so that does kind of make sense there. Let's just remember how good Michael Thomas was before he got banged up last year. It, it, his last full season was 2019 – 92 first downs for Michael Thomas. Remember when 92 catches was a great season? It still is a great season, right? That particular year, 
Uh, that's more first downs than all but eight, nine players had in just overall reception. So 92 first downs for Michael Thomas. That's 15 more than anybody else in the NFL that year. The ultimate possession receiver, yeah, and that's I mean, not a knock. 90, that is 92 wins. Yeah, nine, yeah, 92 first downs is more catches than Amari Cooper has ever had in a season. Like, it's still a huge number, and that was just the first downs he had, let alone the number of catches. It's crazy because – uh, Thomas with his with his 92 there, it came in a season where Drew, Drew Brees was fantastic, but also got hurt, hurt his thumb. Teddy Bridgewater took over. So Thomas at his best is as good as it gets in the NFL at moving the chains. Now he's banged up right now. He will miss some time. Uh, well, you mentioned the hole at cornerback for the Saints. It, it's a big one, right? I mean, they, they've had a, a very good secondary. They have a very good roster. Prince of Mukamara, who they signed, has been a good, solid player. Didn't even play in the NFL last year. And I, I mentioned at the draft, their third round pick, Paulson Adebo, mm. he's like the most important draft pick to me because he's competing for a starting spot as a third round corner. Kind of a desperate situation, I think, for the Saints at corner to just get that one player. Could be C.J. Henderson opposite Marcus Lattimore. Right. Uh, Mar- yeah, Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. Sorry. Um, yeah, they, they do have that pretty significant need, and it's a cheap sort of move for the, the Saints. It's a guy that they could bring in and actually things would function. Um Another piece of this that makes it interesting is that um, when Michael Thomas was in college at Ohio State, Urban Meyer was the head coach. And those Mm. two, like, Urban Meyer loved Michael Thomas. Like, this was a connection that worked. This was something that, you know, Urban Meyer might potentially look to recreate if it became an opportunity down the line. Michael Thomas had three straight seasons in the NFL with a PFF grade above 90. Um, He's going to miss some time to start the season. Look, if you're Urban Meyer and you are looking to ship off C.J. Henderson, you just don't like him as a player, you like other guys on the roster, you've, you've attacked the cornerback spot this offseason, um, like the prospect of getting back a Michael Thomas in that deal, you would have to think would be incredibly uh, attractive to Jacksonville, who would then have this wide receiver group of Michael Thomas, D.J. Chark, LaVisca Chenault, whatever hybrid you're creating with Travis Etienne in the background, Tim Tebow. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tim Tebow. No, I, I was getting there. I was getting there. Tim Tebow. Oh, okay. Um, like that's a and hell Marvin of a, Jones. That's a hell of a receiving group. And Marvin Jones right. and the monster Colin Johnson. You know me, Sam. Get three, four, five legitimate targets, and Michael Thomas being that uber possession guy to go with DJ Chark's downfield ability and Lavisca Chenault's all around uh, flexibility and versatility. Uh, it is interesting that the Jaguars drafted Tyson Campbell. Remember, top of the second round, big, long corner who does fit better on the outside. Seemed like a curious move at the time. But there had to be something that said, hey, we don't love C.J. Henderson. We're going to get you know Tyson Campbell probably to replace him because they also brought in Shaquille Griffin to play on the outside in free agency. So the Jaguars and the Saints, whether they end up trading with each other or not, Michael Thomas being out there and C.J. Henderson being out there, both huge deals. Uh, Henderson, remember... He was battling Jeffrey Okuda, A.J. Terrell. There was a lot of debate around the NFL who the best corner was in that draft. Some people like C.J. Henderson. Uh, it was uh, kind of a which taste, you know, which player do you like? And uh, apparently Urban Meyer and the staff have not liked C.J. Henderson to this point. Uh, what about James Washington and his potential fit somewhere around the league? The Steelers, another team, they're pretty good as far as the four deep at receiver. I think Washington can make a pretty good 
downfield threat or number three somewhere around the NFL. Yeah, I do as well. I mean, he obviously has seen the writing on the wall. He's going to be the number four wide receiver in Pittsburgh again at best. So he wants he's going. It's a contract year for him. He wants a better opportunity than that to get paid. And you know, you can't really can't really argue with that logic, to be honest. Um, I think there are teams out there where he would be higher on the depth chart than number four and could potentially do something. It's not like he's done nothing in the NFL. It's just it's been inconsistent. And part of that, I think, is probably because he's been lower down on the depth chart and they've been dealing with, you know, quarterback issues in terms of Roethlisberger missing for a lot of a season, then Roethlisberger not being Roethlisberger for another season. Like, he hasn't had the best quarterback situation in the world. Um, But, you know, Detroit, their wide receiver depth chart is miserable right now. Like James Washington could start for Detroit and arguably be their best receiver. Um, We talked about briefly on the the main podcast, Kansas City. uh, He's a a candidate to replace a guy like Demarcus Robinson, who's scheduled to start for them or at least be part of that, you know, three-man rotation at the top. Um, Seattle are always looking for receivers that, you know, have t- athletic talent and gifts and can be deep downfield threats. They, they've kind of pivoted away from those guys maybe in the last year or so, but who knows, given what the asking price would be. There's definitely teams out there, I think, that would be interested in James Washington. I'm also going to throw the Saints in the in the in that boat here. If, if I know they potentially are trading a wide receiver in Michael Thomas, that, but that's because, you know, irreconcilable irreconcilable differences. Oh, my gosh, Steve, that's horrible. We'll just redo that whole segment. But the Saints might need receivers to go with the great Marcos Callaway, who is tearing it up at camp. The Saints need some depth. And anytime there's a receiver on the market, I do think of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Not that James Washington is going to completely turn them around or anything. I do think the Colts need a true number one or a two to complement their pieces. But I think, you know, added depth, slightly different skill set from what the Colts have. Uh, Washington's not a burner, but we saw in the Big 12 and at times with the Steelers, downfield ball skills and ability uh, just does have to catch the ball a little bit more consistently. Only, you know, has nine drops over the last couple of years without a ton of targets. Yeah, I think there are teams out there for whom James Washington would be a number two or a number three option given their current depth chart. And for Washington, that should be enough of an opportunity to get to show that he's better than right now the, the status hasn't. So look, I, I love it, man. It never stops in the NFL. It's training camp. There's going to be more of this. Uh, teams are not done adding talent to their rosters. Michael Thomas potentially out there. C.J. Henderson, James Washington. We'll see where they land. Let us know. What do you think? What's the best landing spot for these potential trade candidates? It's PFF, NFL Daily. PFF.